are back on the hunt with Supernatural Season 5, Episode 15, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. I'm Chris Barrows. And my name's Dan Cummins. Welcome back to the best Supernatural podcast on the air. This is the show where Chris and I rewatch our favorite show, Supernatural. We break down the plot, topics, and themes of each episode, and maybe even dig out details you missed the first time around. Chris, talk about digging uh, in this episode. It's really funny that we, you know, that word um, is very relevant today because actually we meet a character named Digger early on in the episode, which I thought was also ironic. And of course, we're talking about zombies today, Chris. So I pose the question to you. If your dead wife came out of the ground five years after she died, would you let her stay in your house and bake pies? I don't think I I think I'd be very concerned about the whole thing. I mean, you think about about what our character here has gone through, though. Bobby's had shit on a stick handed to him. Like just the last half a season. What an awful life he's had. He can't walk. He's, you know, like he can't can't really live his life. He's got a bunch of people who probably don't appreciate what they have in him. And mm-hmm. um, and I'm not talking necessarily about the boys. Even. I just think overall the community of hunters is their expectations are ridiculous. So yeah, I think, yeah, you have to feel for him in this one. And I kind of get it. I kind of get it. I was more glad. I think when we got to this episode because it's a heartbreaker uh, that we're dealing with zombies. Cause I, I was excited by that. It's such a, it's such a classic monster. We don't deal with zombies a ton in this show. But it's neat that we do encounter them uh, here in season five. Yeah, it is. And it's been a while, Chris. If I'm correct in my notes here, it's been a few seasons. Season two, episode four was the first time we encountered a zombie. I believe it's the last time, but for sure, it's the first time, Chris. Well, do we count that last season when everyone is just coming out of a ground? Yeah, you you know, it's 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 a gray area. It's, It's hard to define, but a zombie itself, Chris, maybe we gloss over this because you know, zombies are are very common in pop culture, right? Everybody knows what a zombie is. But essentially, in the supernatural universe, it's an undead human commonly found in the spiritual belief of voodoo. Now, Chris, they come in a variety of forms. It can be raised from the dead using spells, right? Which we've seen. Um, Sam Hain, remember that Halloween episode we covered, Chris? Technically, yep. there were zombies there, too, as you referred to. Yep. Um in this case, though, they're raised by death himself. So zombie, kind of a broad term, Chris. It's any human that comes back to life for a period of time. Yeah. In this case, though, it's a very small town. In fact, it's Sioux Falls, Bobby's hometown. And I think they say there's about 15 or 20 zombies in the community, Chris. So not a ton of them, but enough to create a problem. And that's where our story begins. Yeah, and I do think it's interesting. We talk about monsters. It's fun when we get into these you know, it's hard to say a zombies has a, a power it, normally if you look at very traditional lore, Walking Dead, whatever it may be. But invulnerability and superhuman strength, that's that's a different one. Um, that was when they, in particular, when they encountered uh, season two, episode four, Angela Mason, that we dealt with that. Weaknesses, though, beheadings, stakes, fire, headshots, yeah. your standard stuff. But in this one, when Sam and Dean find out that the dead are coming back, Bobby's essentially like, no, it's nothing. And he's suspicious in this. He, he really is because there's a, a lot of trust issues throughout this show, but in particular here in season five. And they're not convinced that everything is right with Bobby uh, because Bobby not being concerned about a monster. Oh, that's no big deal, guys. Mm, something, something a little 
funky with that. Yeah, something's off. And you get the the feeling early on, Chris, that it's more than Bobby, right? And we have to start at the beginning because Sam and Dean are investigating. They find a guy who saw a zombie attack, right? And they pretend to be the FBI, as they often do, Chris. And who do we see walking into the diner after them? One of your favorite characters, Sheriff Jody Mills. And Jody knows the guy that they're interviewing and she, she calls them on their bluff. They said, Oh, you guys are FBI. Can I have your supervisor's number? And they say, yeah, sure. As they often do, Chris, they pull this all the time successfully. Jody calls the number and it's Bobby on the other end. Now, Bobby never has to deal with somebody that he knows personally, but she knows it's Bobby right off the bat. And of course that doesn't go over well. So they get out of that scot-free later on, Chris, they're actually going to be arrested for investigating the zombie, the first zombie that they come across. Again, Jody Mills will come arrest them. They get off scot-free, though, because we find out that even the sheriff has a zombie that is close to her, right? So this episode, we deal with um, zombies, but more than zombies, they have close relationships with some of our key characters in this one. And so it makes it even more complicated. Um, you're dealing with relationships. This is a relationship episode in the sense of what are you willing to look past right. when it is the closest people to you in your life, past or present? And that's what's happening here. All these people are overlooking logical, logical people because Jody is logical. We know this. Jody's a very logical person. Yeah. Bobby's a logical person. They, is it out of character? I think is a fair question. I don't think so, personally, because I think you do you do kind of think differently when it's a loved one. Now, right. with a monster, maybe that's a little different. So in Bobby's case, it's probably a little bit easy to make the argument that this is out of character for him, as opposed to Jody, who, my, my, this person is back in my life. I'm grateful, and I'm going to treasure it. And unfortunately... I think I think that's a fair debate, though. I, I do think people can debate the logic behind both the characters' thoughts here. I think so. You know, love makes you do crazy things, Chris. And, you know, I think that goes into the category of letting your dead ones back into their life, right? Sheriff, Sheriff Jody Mills, it's her son. Really sad, Chris. He can't be older than, you know, seven or eight years old. So as a mother, you can kind of sympathize with that to say, yeah, if my son came out of the ground and he seemed normal at first, I might welcome him back, right? And the whole town has kind of accepted this idea, Chris. They're on the phone to the doctor and the doctor is telling them how to care for their zombie son. So I know we've classified them as a monster, but it's sort of a town-wide thing, right? So they've accepted this concept or this idea. Um, now, Sam, though, is the one that finds out that the ones that have sort of come out of the ground are now turning, right? They seemed normal at first. And, you know, they look a little weird, Chris. They're a little blue in the face. I actually really love the zombie design. They did not go crazy with this. It, it is not the walking dead. No. They don't have scabs or decaying skin. Actually, they look human. They look normal. They almost like vampire pale. Yeah, yeah. It's good like call. a vampire pale. They're not quite all... It's not right. Something's yeah. wrong. Right. But they don't look bad. They look pretty healthy you yeah. know and 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 i think that's the point here by the way they don't look like zombies in the traditional sense not until five days later and five days later you get the traditional zombie, and that's what i think supernatural did really well in this episode is they they kind of 
took the zombie and did a little bit of a twist on that monster in this episode. They did. Yeah. So they start to turn and the boys have been on Bobby. Like, dude, you, we can't let you stay home with your wife because it's going to go bad soon. Right. And Bobby's like, you know what? I, I agree with you guys, but you're going to get the hell out of my house because if something happens, it's going to be me to do it on my own terms. And Dean especially is not happy about that. But regardless, Chris, they leave the house and they say, we need to take care of the town. Right. And Sam's like, I think we should go save these people. But Dean is so hard headed, Chris. And this goes back to, you know, Dean's value of family. Bobby's like our dad. We can't just let him stay in a house with a zombie. He's in a wheelchair after all, Chris. He can't really defend himself. Right. So so they split up. Dean goes to Bobby's house. Sam goes to rescue the town. Of course, first he goes to the sheriff's house. And that's where we see the first casualty. I mean, the shot of her son. Chris, with blood all over his face, the husband on the floor. I mean, poor Jody, right? She lost her son. Now she's lost her husband. And she goes into shock. And luckily, Sam is there to get her out of the house and, you know, inevitably shoot down her son, you know. And and it's it's, it's a awful. really sad it's scene. It's, it's awful, Chris. Yeah. But, but Sheriff Jody Mills will come to love her. And for this trait, especially, Chris, she she can focus on the task at hand, right? She is that hero type. And she goes, okay, let's let's get everybody to the jail. We'll figure this out. She goes, how do we kill these things? And Sam goes, you go for the head, right? And and from there, it's like they they go and they go and save the town. We don't really see that those scenes, Chris, but we have to imagine they kicked some serious ass because ultimately they have to go and save Bobby's and Dean's at Bobby's house. Yeah, it, it's you you know what Joe? I think that's the thing as a rewatch, which made this cool. You know what Jody's capable of. You know who she is. She uh, she is top five favorite side character. And I yeah. take out. I think I've said this before. I take out Castiel because he's he's part of Team Free Will. So yep. he's those people don't count. Bobby doesn't count for that. But Jody's a side character. She shows up once in a while. I love Jody. She is it's just fantastic. And they develop her. So we know what she's capable of. We know what she means to the boys and to see how this relationship evolves from this. That was one of the coolest parts about watching this episode, because again, this is a rewatch. We've all seen this episode before. This is not our first time, Um, but yeah, I I think ultimately there's tragedy in this episode though, because all these people lose these people again. Hmm. Let's break this down. I mean, Jody finds out that her son has come back to life and killed her husband. So this event, it shapes Jody for the rest of the series. We cannot state that any other way because that's that's at the core of what it does. Bobby is broken by this. So, I mean, it, you you think about it, it's hard enough to watch you, you for example, if anyone's ever had to be there when their dog gets put down, it's hard enough to watch an animal get put down. Imagine having to see your you know, your your kid or your former spouse um, because they came back for a dead, be put back down. I mean, that is horrific. So this episode is hard. It's difficult, but it's also really in- incredibly important um, because it also illustrates the point because there's a line in this that ultimately his wife came back with a message and a warning. So there's a plot point to this too. He comes mm-hmm. back and he says, his wife came back to one of that because he's helping Sam say no to Lucifer, death has his eye on him. That's scary. I mean, they are in the they are in the the eyes of the angels, death, 
Lucifer. I mean, everyone is watching the Winchesters. They cannot do anything without someone having their eye on them right now. Yeah. And you kind of wonder at the beginning of the episode, now why are there zombies in the sticks of South Dakota, right? I think that's a line from Bobby. And that's exactly why. Because Bobby is in the way of Sam saying yes to Lucifer. And of course, as we know, Lucifer is in charge of the horsemen right now. And death is one of the horsemen. Now he's, he's sort of a separate entity because death is death, right? But still, we know that Lucifer has put this spell into place to get the horsemen in line so that he can get Sam to say yes. So this is kind of a message. Now, they didn't exactly get Bobby, Chris, but they certainly broke him. And Bobby says as much. I don't know if they were coming for my life or my spirit, but they definitely got my spirit. So this episode, although you could skip it, I suppose, there is that really crucial plot detail because this is the first sign of death. And I really like, Chris, that this is the introduction of death. We've seen war, right? We've seen some of the other horsemen, Chris, and they more or less come and go in one episode, right? But not death. Death gets this episode to say, I'm around, but you're not going to actually meet me until another episode down the line. And I think that lends to his power a little bit. It tells us that his presence is bigger than all of the others, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're going to get a taste of him now, but his actual introduction, if I'm not wrong, it's just a few episodes away, Chris. I'm really excited to getting to Death's introduction. Yeah, Death is important. They build him up. And this is the reason you and I have been saying we don't consider him in the same league as the other free horsemen. He gets special, uh, you know, kind of, storyline he has more power he is the ultimate horseman if there is a leader of this this group it's him you have to imagine when they're operating individually without being not because we're dealing with people are being controlled by lucifer right now let's be real so this is imagine if we got these guys when they they weren't being controlled by lucifer it'd be a whole different board you know ball game what what, whatever there would be up to i mean they haven't been active in a way that's just chaos like this for before for a reason they're controlled so for me yeah i i love that dev does get this and it's just a it's a heartbreaking episode and i i really loved again the jody mills piece because now jody's an ally at this yeah. point. this is yep. the bottom line is the boys become jody's family and this is the beginning of that now it's a weird and it's a rough beginning and I think it's very easy to forget that this really was the beginning of Jody being family to the boys. But yeah, it's in death that she gains the Winchesters and Bobby it, 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 to some respect because she's known Bobby. But it, it's in that that they be, get that family kind of relationship, which I think is really cool. Um, and I know eventually we have kind of that that failed plot for um, win, Wayward Sisters and all these other yeah. things. But uh, for better or worse, would, depending on your take on that. But ultimately, Jody uh, is a wonderful character and she's a leader. And that's what I love about Jody. She is a leader and she's one of the few. And we've said it before. We've we, you could critique the show all day long about the way they've done their their women characters from a leadership perspective. Jody is well done, in my opinion, Absolutely. at least up to this point. And from my knowledge, as we go through, I will I'll see if I still feel the same and later seasons but right now i'm feeling like yeah jody's a winner for a reason and i love their development and this is the beginning of a beautiful thing unfortunately it starts with tragedy yeah well you know most hunters beginnings start with tragedy chris and you know kim rhodes i think did a great job and i agree with you it's nice to have a female character that isn't sort of the damsel in distress or 
you know, uh, the, the, the sort of the relationship piece to Sam or Dean. She's her own thing. And actually, Chris, I think that her character sort of justifies Bobby Singer, right? We see in this episode, they mention the name Bobby Singer to the townspeople. Oh, the neighborhood drunk? And Sam's like, no, uh, Bobby's a hero. Like, what are you guys talking about? They're like, no, Bobby is a drunk, right? And actually, I think Sheriff Jody Mills thinks he's a drunk too. But now she understands that he is a hero, a hunter. Somebody is actually, you know, putting his life on the line for other people. And I think that's really cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of this character, Chris. And um, you have to imagine she was received well in this episode. And I think that's a kudos to our director, Chris. I wanted to bring this up because our director today, uh, John F. Uh, Showalter, this is his supernatural debut, Chris. And actually, he will go on to direct some of the episodes for the Winchesters, which I know is a show that uh, you're somewhat fond of. And, you know, it's we don't know. Watch. If we're gonna... It's a good watch on streaming. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. And we'll see if it gets picked up. Uh, as of today, they have not been picked up by the CW. But hey, if, if you like that show, show them love. Be sure to watch the episodes. Rewatch Can we them cheer for HBO to pick them up and add a little bit of grit to it? Because I'm telling you, the Winchesters... The boys on HP, not the boys. The bo well, the boys is great too. Uh, that's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> but you know, getting the Winchesters in any form on HBO, I think, changes the game. Um, let's talk a little bit this episode before we wrap up. Uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, by the way, was an eight point four on IMDb. Aired on March twenty fifth, two thousand and ten. Uh, this episode, by the way, gets its name from a movie of the same name in nineteen eighty two that starred Steve Martin, and. Carrie Ann Fleming was actually cast as Karen Singer since Elizabeth Marlowe had previous played her was pregnant. The producers thought it'd be too weird though to feature a pregnant zombie. So that's the reason they didn't want a pregnant zombie. I thought she did a great job though. And I, in all fairness, did everyone, did anyone really miss either or I don't think so. Like I found the episode no. fine. I wasn't overthinking. That's not Bobby's wife, you know? Right. So I think it was fine. Uh, Same and here. then, Jody Mills. This is Jody Mills' first appearance, so you know we can celebrate that. Certainly, it's worth celebrating over and over and over again. My, I'm, I, I love Jody Mills the character. You'll hear this for episodes to come as she gets more and more with, involved with the boys. Absolutely, and, and to wrap here, Chris. Overall, I was really impressed with the details in this episode, man. That cold open. If you if you watch it again, or if you're listening to this podcast and you want to actually go rewatch this episode. The cold open, it's, it's a guy sitting on his couch watching TV and he's watching, I think, like Animal Planet or something, Chris. And it's talking about how a cheetah is stalking its prey. And at the door is this zombie, like, you know, pursuing the guy that's watching the show. Right. I thought that detail was great. Also, really cool cinematography in this one, Chris. There's a lot of like really interesting panning and transitional shots. But also at the same time, it felt so supernatural, dude. This episode had really cool Impala shots that we love. Of course, we have those shots in the dark cemetery, you know, flashlights kind of breaking the fourth wall so that we can actually see what's going on. And of course, like it really leaned into the horror genre in this one, Chris. So like, I just wanted to give kudos to the director above like the plot itself. This one felt like a supernatural episode to me. In season five, Chris, if I had to give it one knock, it's that we're kind of forgetting what the show feels like aesthetically because there's so much to do with the plot this one though it felt self-contained it felt like the style that we uh fell in love with when it comes to supernatural was back and so i just wanted to give show walter some kudos there because i really enjoyed visually uh this episode 
more than just, you know, of course we get great characters, the introduction of death, right? Like Bobby had a really emotional storyline in this one, but above all of that, I'm looking at the details in each episode. So this one really hit it for me. Speaking of details though, Chris, our next episode, dark side of the moon, it is filled with details. So if you love this stuff, like I do just the minutia of the supernatural universe, make sure you come back next week because we have a crazy episode ahead of us, Chris. Agreed. And, and I want to get right to that one. And I'm going to encourage everybody to make sure you tune in next week. Remember, you can find us on Reddit, Twitter. Uh, you can certainly subscribe to the podcast. If you're not already subscribed, you're going to get the episodes as soon as they drop, which will be uh, every Tuesday. Uh, so make sure you do that. But with that, Dan, I think that is it for this week. But we will be back because after all, we've got work to do. 